we're two broads from Chicago. It is our God-given right to complain about everything. Yeah, it is that our is God-given right. I forgot. <laughs> Hi, I'm Annie. And I'm Elle. And welcome to our Trash Parade. <laughs> Hey. Hey, girl. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I am good. I am kind of rested. <laughs> uh, getting ready for Halloween, all that fun stuff. Uh, drinking a little wine and, you know, being invaded in my personal space by my cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So you had a week of me in Austin. How was it having a week of my counterpart in New Orleans with you? That had to have been strange, but maybe fun. Uh, it was nice. Uh, Derek was over here. Um, he ended up coming over Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, we went over to Dat Dog to see the dog costume contest um we grilled some we talked about you it was lovely oh no i wasn't privy to any of this Do I <laughs> even we were want... talking... no we were talking about the property oh and also it was very adorable he said that um once you believe in yourself as much as everybody else believes in you you are going to take over the world and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. sweet. Aww. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys got to hang out. It feels super weird to have Derek there with you right. and then me be here. Like, I was just like, oh, it's like bizarro New Orleans week for Annie right. and Rudy. <laughs> I, w- I was slightly disappointed, though, because I was expecting Derek and Rudy to go dancing and like make out somewhere. So um, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, it's been basketball weekend. Uh, Rudy watched a game on Friday. He watched a game yesterday. He hasn't had time for anything else right now. It's Spurs time. So okay. yeah, he was like, I don't want to go out. I need to watch basketball. <laughs> that's so fun um i'm glad i'm not there for that but that's really fun for him yes <laughs> i can't yes. i can't do the, the basketball or the sports but i'm glad that he loves it and i don't mean that in like a shade yeah. throwing kind of way <laughs> well he just he got like a free trial on league pass and i just saw how happy he was and i was like why not why don't you just get league pass? I'm like, it's $15 a month. I get it. We're poor. Whatever. It makes you <laughs> so happy. Like, just get it, you know? And, he, you know, he was like, well, I don't know. It's the beginning of the season, blah, blah, blah. All kinds of excuses. I was like, stop denying yourself the Spurs. Stop acting like you're not obsessed with them and He's embrace so it. <laughs> obsessed with them. I yes. can't believe he didn't jump at the opportunity to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I just like can't sport, dude. I just, it's not in me. 
I've yeah. tried. It's not for me. And everybody at my work is like super obsessed with fantasy football right now. And everybody's on a team and they were like fighting. I don't know what happens over there, but they're always yelling at each other about some shit that makes no sense to me. And like two of my managers were like talking shit to each other. And I just sort of like gave them a look like, because I was standing there like waiting to talk to them about something work related. And they looked at me and they were like, oh, it's just men's stuff. You wouldn't understand. And I looked at them and I was like, that's really interesting. I was like, do either of you know how to change your own brakes? I was like, not drums, like just the pads up the front. Like, you know how to do that? And they were like, no. I was like, hmm, what did you want to say about man stuff? They were like, we don't know anything about cars, but women can be perfectly good mechanics. And I was like, yeah, but you're not. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was just busting their balls. I wasn't being serious, but I was like, oh, just man stuff. I was right. like, let me show me the man stuff. I was like, how how masculine are you? You know, oh playing God. a little phone all day long and yell at each other because some <laughs> fantasy football team. Meanwhile, I'm like, I have my chainsaw, <laughs> fucking like a bunch of tools. I could build you a house, but I'm the one that doesn't understand the man stuff, right? Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know it's really funny. Well, today I am feeling a lot of rage, some Louisiana rage. So I think I'm just going to get into this so I can just let it out. Just let it out. All right. So you guys have probably realized by now I live in New Orleans, which means I live in Louisiana, which means Mike Johnson comes from this state and I am familiar with him. (laughs) So I just want to talk about. How shitty this state is run and the people who are running it and why Mike Johnson is fucking terrible for everybody. Just to clarify, Mike Johnson was just elected Speaker of the House, correct? Uh, Correct. How many tries from how many people? (laughs) He was the fourth person to go up for election okay um he's not very well known he has not been there as long as some of the other people he only oversees like one committee um but his background to me is kind of terrifying you know we've touched on the evangelical movement the past couple episodes here and this guy comes from that. So we're going to have a bunch of links and stuff to this information, but I'm going to go ahead and just pull up this first one. All right. So just, just some facts about this guy. Um, He's from Shreveport. His family's from Shreveport. Shreveport is in northern Louisiana, basically Arkansas, Texas, okay? Um, 
He is the least experienced of the 140 house speakers we've ever had. And he is married to a woman in a covenant marriage, which is something that I did not know what that was. I just learned about it. But it makes it more difficult to get divorced, um, which he wants for the entire state of Louisiana. Okay. The state Ooh. wants to get rid of no-fault divorce. Um, the whole reason we have no-fault divorce now t- is so it makes it easier for people who are in domestic violence uh relationships they're able to get out easier yeah that was a big Um, deal in the 60s and 70s when that started becoming legal in the states but what mm -hmm. what is a covenant marriage then how does that does that is it a different definition of marriage or is it what are the legal implications um, of that so if you choose you can choose to do this which is fine um, you agree to seek marital counseling if a problem develops during the marriage. You cannot get divorced without going to counseling first. So again, if you're in an abusive relationship, this might be a problem. Um, and there's limited reasons why you can get divorced. Like I said, there's not a no fault situation here. Somebody's at fault. Um, you like sign a declaration of intent so you will live as husband and wife together forever which i mean that's a point of marriage right um they i'm trying to find where it says like the reasons you can get okay so the only there's basically four reasons you can get divorced adultery by one of the spouses um commission of a felony by the other spouse a sentence of imprisonment at at hard labor or death um so they have to commit a felony a like heinous felony basically um physical or sexual abuse of spouse or of a child but that is very slippery because we already know that like before the no fault laws it was very difficult to get a divorce because of that we too for a really long time didn't acknowledge that marital rape was a thing socially and legally i think that there were just recently and this is something we can link to about i mean in my lifetime there have been states that have um outlawed marital rape for a long time we didn't even recognize that as rape as far as our judicial system is concerned it's certainly rape but um yeah that's fucked up anyways continue i'm sorry i keep interjecting um you have to live separate or apart for at least two years before you're granted the divorce um and the the last reason is alcohol drug abuse cruel treatment or servile severe ill treatment by the other spouse but then you have to prove those things which can be very difficult you know there's a lot of people who are functioning drug addicts and alcoholics and like are beloved by a lot of people so how do you prove you know this person's an addict when other people think they're an outstanding citizen so my big thing, the 
conclusion of that is no fault divorce is very important and he wants to get rid of that. Um then he was a litigator for conservative cases. Um he worked for the Alliance Defend Alliance Defending Freedom people. So it was there's several like cases that had to do with LGBT rights, same-sex marriage, um, abortion, stuff like that. He's very against. Um, he, from 2004 to 2012, he served as a trustee of the Southern Baptist Conve Convention's um, Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. Awesome, girl, you are, like, doing my, like, trauma bingo card. What the fuck? <laughs> this is... It's like um, it just keeps yeah. getting worse and worse and worse. Yes. And we should just do a whole – I don't think we can unpack the Southern Baptist Convention here in this episode because we're not covering that. But we could do one, yeah. if not multiple, episodes on the Southern Baptist Convention. Spoiler yeah. alert, it's imploding, but <laughs> so is everything over there these days. Anyways, carry right. on. <laughs> Um, so when he was a lawyer, he wrote editorials for his local paper. He called homosexuality inherently unnatural. Your race, creed, and sex are what you are, while homosexuality and cross-dressing are things that you do, he wrote. This is a free country, but we don't give special protections for every person's bizarre choices. Um, yeah, and then, you know, obviously, he wants to get rid of same-sex marriage, um, and before it was made legal, he was, like, working to make sure it didn't get passed in the state of Louisiana, um, one of his many bills, he does restrict abortion access bills, and I don't know if I have the link. I think I put it on here. But he literally asked a doctor if she would perform an abortion on a baby that was in the progress of being delivered, like in the birth canal. He's like, would you perform that abortion? And she was like, what? Like, Dude, I have been getting told since I was little that that is, like, what doctors do. And that, like, all the people who are pro-choice, they're, like, fine until, like, the baby's head is out of the birth canal. And they're, like, and, like, they come up with this gruesome imagery. And, you know, they, they make you think that, like, all these abortion doctors are just doing that. Like, they love doing, like, late-term abortions. And they're, like, even better if we can get the baby half out and then abort it. Disgusting. And also oh. not based in fact. Like, 99% of abortion, I think it's 98% of abortions happen in the first trimester. And the rest are afterwards. And if somebody's having a late-term abortion, that is a baby that was wanted and it's fucked up. And you know what? In the state of Louisiana and in Texas, there's been a lot of problems with women carrying oh, yeah. these children that are going to die. And they say it's for the children that they don't want to do these abortions. But you're going to let these women 
go through the trauma of having this baby and then watching their child die because that child can't survive. It's sick. It's so it's disgusting. It's so gross. And there's also a lot of places that are struggling right now because, first of all, most of us have probably been pregnant at some point and don't even know it because the vast majority of fertilized eggs do not implant in a wall. Mm-hmm. And according to, like, everybody's on the right side of what their definition of an abortion is, that is, like, just an abortion in their terms. So either we're, like, baby-killing machines, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people right. don't even know, like that they they had a fertilized egg because it didn't implant or like a lot of people don't even know this like i think it's something like 60% of um first trimester trimester uh pregnancies do end in miscarriage and like the earlier in term it is a lot of women don't even know that they're pregnant cuz they're just thinking they're getting their period late or whatever and like having a miscarriage is something that's already considered like super shameful for whatever reason in our society. Um, and it's something that a lot of, you know, I know a lot of my friends that have struggled to conceive or this, that have whatever issues, um, with their fertility and have had miscarriages, you know, it's something they haven't been able to really talk about because they don't get a lot of support. And now it's extra scary because like, when you are having a miscarriage in some of these situations, like these doctors are forcing women to carry the fetus around after it's dead. And like, they're wheeling people into the parking lot because they won't give them the drugs for, they won't perform the D and E. uh, So the dilation and evacuation uh, procedure to complete what nature started. In some cases, like your body will just take care of it naturally but in a lot of cases it won't especially later later term you are if you've had like some kind of uh issue or problem and they're just like wheeling these women out into the parking lot and are just like come back when you have sepsis (laughs) or like they're not giving people the mifeprestone or any of the other drugs that need to be administered quite easily when you do have a miscarriage and everything is not evacuating naturally So now people are like dying or getting really sick because they're not able to even take care of their miscarriages. And that is fucked up. Like it's really fucked up. And the fact that this guy is involved with a lot of that bad fucking information really pisses me off because these people have been saying this shit for like 40 years, dude. And like now people are like our government is we should not have the judicial branch making laws about science and mel- yeah. medical and health things like mifeprestone is totally a safe drug. We have a renegade judge that was, you know, put in office by Trump who's not qualified um, that decided he was going to be the one that blocked access to this drug for everybody. And now it's like going back and forth in the court system and like other activists like this who are in the legislative and judicial branches, um, you know, they do want to meddle with the science and they shouldn't be doing that. They're not scientific professionals. They're not doctors. Yep. Makes me so mad. Anyways, yep. carry on. Um, he opposes 
marijuana, including medical marijuana. He says oh. it's a gateway drug. Um, as a state legislator, he was known as a social issues warrior. Um, this is a quote. We're the first country in the world who said our rights aren't derived by a king, but by our creator. Um, and he co-authored a bill that asked that uh, the state, the state's elementary school students memorize and recite a portion of the Declaration of Independence. The bill received considerable support, but it never made it pass. Um, which fine do you want them to learn the Declaration of Independence? But we all know that they put a religious slant on it, and it's not just a Declaration of Independence. Yeah, it's never, it never is. It's going to be all about mm -hmm. our theocracy that they think the Founding Fathers tried to build. Yeah. Oh. Um, he does not like Muslims. Um, right. He was part of a vote to discourage the state's law enforcement and government agencies from working with the Council on American-Islamic Relations. He said the effort wasn't aimed against people who believe in the Islamic faith, but simply was about opposing terrorism. Quote, all of us here are opposed to terrorism. Um, and that's, a, that's about it. But we know that's, like, not fucking true. But they're like, not then... opposed to terrorism because right. the people that are going in and committing acts of terrorism that took us, I don't even know how long, 10 years for us to start calling these mass shooters terrorists, they're all motivated by the extreme right. They're all, yeah. you know, they're all white supremacists. They hate yep. Jewish people. They hate Muslims, they hate anybody that's yep. not like a white evangelical man. And I don't yep. understand how you can be like, well, you know, we don't need to acknowledge, um, you know, the fact that our side, it's not about like, it is not about being anti-terrorism. I feel like they are terrorists too, to some extent, because they're not doing anything to stop yeah. this. And their ideology is just as extreme as the Muslim terrorist groups, which, I mean, obviously yeah. there are Muslim ter terrorist groups and then Muslim people have nothing to do with terrorist groups. Just to make that clear. Right. We're very, all very clear on that. Yeah. But like, so are you just mad because like it's the wrong religion that is like doing the same kind of bullshit? Like, I don't know. Cause I feel like the extreme right is very guilty of encouraging yeah. terrorism. I mean, they're, they've done nothing to stop it. And the rhetoric keeps dialing up. Well, I, they're it, not it's white very, people. So. Yeah. It's very hypocritical. Mm -hmm. Anyways, carry on. Um, so he, is a firm believer that the federal government is basically just there for military. Um, he doesn't think that social programs are important. He it thinks that federal disaster relief should only be for like dire consequences. And he said that. And then like 
I don't know if it was the same year or the next year. We had a hurricane here, and they asked him if we should get financial assistance in the state. And he says, in terms of financial assistance from the federal government, there's no doubt that will be necessary. So you don't think that government should help, but then when it's your state, it's necessary. Um, he's a climate science skeptic. Um, he is raked. He has raked more campaign cash in his congressional career from oil and gas industry than any other industry. And I do have a link of where all his money comes from. Ooh, oil yes. and gas is share that. <laughs> I love the money trail. Show me the money. Yes. The oil and gas is number two. Number one are from big campaign donors. So like rich donors. Like who are Harlan Crow type of mm-hmm. rich campaign donors. Yeah. And this will also be linked because he's now Speaker of the House. All the political lobbyists around him are like, okay, we need to raise campaign funds for him because he sucks at it. <laughs> and he's going to be having all these dinners with different lobbyists. Great. So, you know... It's going to be awesome for America. Um, let's see here. He was in support of the Muslim ban that Trump had. Um, in 2018, Johnson was one of a group of Republicans arguing for student-led prayer and relig- religious expression in public schools under the First Amendment. Um Nobody is stopping students from praying at school. Right. It's just when you tell them they have to pray Mm -hmm. to the Christian God in a Christian way, that is illegal. It is separation of church and state. Nobody's, like, stopping anybody from praying in public schools. Right. You you, It's always been fine for you to pray. Like, nobody has ever said anything. But Amy Barrett... Uh, Amy Coney Barrett, the Supreme Court Justice, they've been friends since 1988. That does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think the election was correct. Um, he is, was very much like supportive of Trump. He told Trump to keep going. Um, let's see here. There's so many things I don't like about this guy. Um, he also was a teacher part-time at Jerry Falwell School, mm-hmm. Liberty University. Oh, my God. Don't get... Dude, this is a trauma bingo card. This is awful. <laughs> These are, like, all of the worst people this dude could be involved with. Um... Yeah, he's been teaching there for a while, and they put out a letter of support for him. Um, And they say they are thankful to hear that a good and godly man has been elected to become the 56th Speaker of the House. His reputation for putting his Christian faith in family first in his daily life and decision making is both admirable and wise. Um, I really hate when they say they put God first because I'm like, these people mm-hmm. do not put God first, and if they do, 
they're talking to somebody that I am not familiar with because this is so wrong. He says that his faith, quote, my faith informs everything I do. That's cool. Then, let's see here. I have so many links because I'm so disgusted with this guy. But this all comes back to the state of Louisiana. He's not the only one in the state who believes this. This is my entire state. I want to leave here so bad. So let me give you some Louisiana stats. Um, It's going to be wonderful. So we all know that Mississippi is almost dead last in everything. And Louisiana, if it's not Mississippi, it's Louisiana. Um, So we're 50th in crime. This state got so mad at New Orleans because we're crazy liberals. They, that the governor that, well, the guy who's going to be governor next year, Landry, he wanted to make New Orleans bend to the will of the state because we were Is like, this I guess. Mitch Landry? Uh, what his, no, Jeff Landry. There's a Jeff lot of Landry. Landry's. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting them confused. Um, <laughs> there's like a million Landry's. Uh, so yeah he wanted new orleans to bend to the will of the state because we were like pushing back against the pro-lifers or anti-abortionists i should say um but jeff landry is the attorney general of the state right now so we are ranked dead last for crime um we have the most incarcerated population in the entire united states um they want to say new orleans is dangerous but new orleans is like between six and eight on the list the top five places are all rural places and for some reason new orleans is the problem um our economy is 50th in the country education we come in 46 that's a rise up we used to be like uh 48 i think healthcare 45 fiscal stability 38 infrastructure 49 natural environment 49 opportunity 48 this is a fucking loser state with loser politicians coming out of it who just want us to do everything based off of god but when you base everything off of god you don't have infrastructure you don't have people being taken care of. All these people are committing crimes, going into the system, coming back out, and just repeating because there's no opportunity here to do anything else. Um, and his area, Shreveport, is one of the oh. top dangerous places in the Shreveport state. Shreveport is dangerous. And it's a shithole. Like, I don't know. It's so... It's. To me, it's not even Louisiana. Is it worse um, than the West Bank? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just like to make fun of the West Bank, but there's some nice things over there. Don't tell anyone I said that. Um, 
So yeah, and then you break down like the religious groups in the state, and seventy percent of the state is Christian. The evangelicals are over twenty five percent. Um, and then the Catholics are next because New Orleans is a Catholic city. Lafayette's a Catholic place. Um, so where are my graphs here? Seventy percent of the state is Christian. Many of them believe in homeschooling. Um, mm, homeschooling they is having a moment right now. They are, and. I don't know why they think they are qualified to teach kids. They're not, and they don't. So most of the homeschool education does come from, or I should say most of the standards, the most accessible standards for homeschooling, because there really aren't any federally, and you're lucky if there are any statewide, does Mm -hmm. come from a Christian organization. And there are reasons for kids to stay at home school that are not religious. Yeah. I don't know what the numbers are, but it's largely a religious choice for people. But there are people who like they're in special ed or they have special needs or, you know, this, that or the other thing. They need to be homeschooled. And there are parents doing the honest work, but homeschooling is a larger movement Traditionally, and I would say most vocally, it's been super right-wing evangelical families, and that's like a whole thing for another day. But most of the materials that you can get and help that you can get if you are a homeschooling parent is going to come from one of these fundamentalist organizations. And the name is escaping me right now. And, I mean, it is a really ludicrous that we consider these educational materials because and you know if you are using any of these organizations tools like your kids not going to learn shit like they're not going to learn anything and uh you know there's entire like alternative curricula uh for students that are you know being homeschooled on a religious exempt you know for religious reasons and they're not learning Anything except for how to go into office and do politics. Um, Mm -hmm. But they're not learning science. They're not learning any of the, like, core things that they need. Um, It all just, like, functions as a pathway to get them into the public square and, like, usher them through the system. And that's how that's connected. And that's why we're having – I feel like this is – that generation that has come up in this is of age now where they're – they're actually able to do the thing that their parents wanted them to do, which is run for office, become speaker of the house, you know, become a judge that drops me for press or uh, become a judge, um, you know, that rules on all kinds of like religious stuff. Um, it's really fucking scary. And like all the stuff that you're saying is yeah. shit that I like, that was how I was raised. <laughs> it's like what everybody believed growing up by me, not by me, but I should say in my circle of like, influence that was like what it was so it's not like shocking to me to hear any of this stuff yeah um i'm just like i'm like really aggravated that it's taken till now for people to realize that this is happening yeah because it's been happening for a long time and people think you're fear-mongering until we have this you know 
dumb motherfucker as our speaker yeah. of the house. I mean, you know, it's just insane. I don't like it. I don't like it, Annie. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And it makes me nervous that the radicals are in charge. Like, when are Americans going to step up and stop this? Most Americans are not radical. No, they're not. Most of us are in the middle. We might be being a little bit more liberal, maybe a little conservative, but not insane. And like insane people are running things right now. Mm -hmm. And they are backing a man who is on trial as we speak. In New York, Trump is going to be having his uh, trial in Georgia soon. And look at all his friends who have turned on him. He's surrounded by crooks. So how in the world do they think that he's not a crook? I just is disgusting. The cognitive dissonance is very jarring. It's so jarring. And I think part of what is the most difficult thing about this is if I talk to people who refuse to vote for Biden um, Mm -hmm. in the last presidential election and voted for Trump instead, even though they hate Trump. And what scares me the most is that the reason that they voted for Trump, even though they think he's crazy, was because they are so fucking afraid that Joe Biden is a communist, despite all evidence otherwise. I talked to a lot of these Trump voters, and a lot of them wanted Bernie Sanders for president. I mean, if you look at a political spectrum... Yes. Like, Joe Biden is way farther away from communism than Bernie Sanders. And not that Bernie Sanders is a communist. He's a social, you know, Democrat. But that says a lot about the kind of fear and indoctrination that these people have. Like, it's not logically clicking to, you know, in their mind. Like, the idea of voting for another president, voting for an opposite party, is like, it brings up fear of, like, eternal damnation. Or like, you're going to usher in the Antichrist or you're going to, you know, this is a communist and it's going to become some kind of like Marxist hellscape. You know, I think that's really interesting because it shows a kind of rhetoric. And it's like when all the logic is thrown out the window and people are making these decisions based solely on fear, how do you how do you get through to them to show them that like they do have a voice and can actively participate? How do you show them that like, like how do you show them the way out? Like there's, I know a lot of people don't like what's going on right now, but I do think that there's a lot of people who are in the Christian community or in other kind of communities or whatever. And they're just taking their marching orders because they trust that their pastor is right or they trust that these talking heads are right and like you can't be part of that extreme side of the faith or like at least the evangelical movement without engaging with certain talking heads and certain talking points so i don't know how do we dismantle that it's kind of wild thinking that like we could have had bernie sanders as a president because a bunch of people who voted for trump preferred bernie sanders on the democratic ticket and we wound up with Mm -hmm. trump like that's the opposite of bernie sanders what do you make of that you know i i saw something i've seen a few different videos of them talking to trump supporters 
The thing that they're not, people are not understanding is a lot of Trump supporters just want something different. They do not want the like capitalist croonies that we've had in office forever. And Joe Biden is the establishment. You know? He is the establishment. So, I will give but, him credit. I think he's done a pretty decent job considering where we're at. He's not my favorite. He was not my choice personally, but I preferred him to Trump. I don't think that he talks enough about his accomplishments, but I like Joe Biden is the establishment hundred percent. And I understand why people don't like that. I get it. But I also feel like Trump is like the on steroids version of the establishment. Maybe he hasn't been in politics as long, but he is like a fucking real estate tycoon Manhattan Nepo baby with like way too much money. I don't understand how people don't understand that those are two sides of the same coin, I guess. Like I can understand the first time people voted for Trump. Exactly. Yeah. Give it a chance. The second time I just was like, look at the chaos. But then again, we're in fucking chaos now. We went, Biden took us out of Afghanistan in a very terrible fashion, left all kinds of shit over there. But now we're in basically three proxy wars Taiwan against, you know, against China, fucking Russia in the Middle East. And I'm terrified of Iran. I'm terrified. No, because I they am will too. not hesitate to blow us the fuck up. I feel the same way about being terrified, but I don't think we can blame all of that on Joe Biden. Like, I feel like it's been a lot of hot potato with all of the administrations Mm -hmm. before. And I think that, you know, we're at a point where we can't play hot potato anymore because shit's like, we haven't been dealing with shit. So it's blown up, you know? Uh, So I don't think it's fair to, like, blame it all on Biden. You know, like, it's not. I mean, it's in America's interest to be in wars. We are a war country. Like that is how we make our money. Yeah, but I feel you there. I just, uh, I don't know, man. I just like want to be clear that like my stance is like I do not think that Joe Biden and Trump are the same. Like, I understand why people have the same guttural reaction to each of them, but like I don't think that they're the same, and I don't think that like they've had the same kind of um, effect on the country. Um, I much prefer having Joe Biden as president over Trump. And I do think like there's a huge difference between like people who voted for Trump the first time around because they weren't informed or they didn't take him seriously and made a mistake and were like, oh, let's try this because it is different because it is outside Mm -hmm. of what the accepted like DC paradigm is. Especially because he was running against Hillary and a lot of people hated her. Yeah, I still don't like him. I still find him repulsive. I wouldn't be able to, with my morals, like vote for him because I found everything that he said disgusting and terrible. But I get, I can understand the mindset of somebody that did that in the first Trump election. 
it's what I think is really fucked up are the like MAGA rally people yes. that like follow him around. Like that's a whole different class so of Trump voter. It's like he's having yeah. it almost seems like revivals almost. People explain it like like it feels like they're going to a revival of some sort, which I find yeah. really fucking weird. And I think that's, like, two different types of Trump voter. You know, you have, like, the first people who, like, yes. whatever. And then you have, like, these, like, the MAGA nation. I refer to them as, like, the MAGA nation people yeah. who, like, just go yeah. to Trump rallies and shit. And I – those are the ones that, like – those are, like, the diehard believers. Those aren't people that, like, fucked up and voted for an idiot. Like, Well, those are the people who are taking over Congress and holding yeah. the – the, holding the country hostage to their beliefs. I know. Dude, this entire Freedom Caucus is a fucking trash parade. Yes. It makes me yes. wish the Tea Party was back. Like, I fucking I know, hate in the, the Tea Party, time. but it sounds so quaint. It's like, we're the Tea right. Party. We were love Ayn Rand, and we want, like, small right. government. Oh, my God. Let the billionaires keep all of their money. Oh, my God. It sounds so quaint. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's the Republican Party has definitely become radicalized since George W. Bush. I mean, there's been a definite change and a building and a momentum since then. Mm -hmm. And I just. I'm disgusted that the American people are not demanding better. I don't understand why we, why as a Democrat, we are okay with Biden being our choice. We should be demanding something different and Republicans should be demanding somebody different. This is wrong. It's immoral. It and is like, immoral, but. You know, with all these war situations going on, like this is, something that's very delicate and we do not have delicate people working. They no. do not know how to negotiate. They don't know how to make deals. These people don't know what the fuck they're doing. And like, I, I was not nervous about America and a civil war and stuff. Like, cause I'm always been like, who is going to fight? who? you know, but like, they keep fracturing us. And I, I do think eventually it will happen. And I don't know who's going to be fighting who and what it would even be about. But, like, if the religious side keeps pushing and keeps taking over, we're going to have real problems here. And it, I said all of this to say, like, Louisiana is run by religious people. Religious people. They're not, they don't. They're not godly people. They're fundamentalist religious people. We are ranked so low in everything. And they are going to do that to the whole country. They don't believe government should help the people. And like, I think the government should be there to help the people. When America's been great, it's because the government has taken the money to provide jobs. I'm not saying do universal basic income. I'm not saying do any of this, but like we need jobs. And like you keep using these corporations and giving them tax breaks and say they create jobs. People used to own businesses. That's 
we had jobs. Like you build communities around businesses and like you had a butcher, you had a baker, you know, you had the corner store to go to, you had a few restaurants, like they've taken it away from us and they wonder why, like, there, you know, people don't care about other people. You make it so we can't stay in one place. There's nothing there. There's nothing it's in true. the states. So, like, they that have, is my fear. They have dismantled the communities. Like, now that <laughs> Absolutely. you bring that up, that's a super valid point. I've never thought about that before, but they have dismantled the communities. There's, I feel yeah. like they're, you know, the Republican fever dream is like, you don't have a school, you're homeschooled, so there's like no network there. Mm-hmm. You probably don't go to a doctor. You probably go to an herbalist and you get essential oils and like colloidal silver. Right. 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 Um, and then you go to like the biggest mega corporation you can and buy everything in fucking bulk instead of like, yeah. you know. And it's yeah. really. I never thought about it that way, but like it makes total sense that like the corporate consolidation of community assets and like mm-hmm. the inability for like small businesses in the community to compete makes it so there is no community. And that's really fucked up. And I never thought about it that way. And I think that's a super valid point. I. I don't know. And I I just think that like the pandemic destroyed a lot of what was left of small business. And the pandemic really made the American people not trust the government. We already didn't, but like it was like the nail in the coffin. I agree. I mean, I feel like before the pandemic everybody didn't trust the government but all for different reasons and it was like depending on your point of view but now i feel like nobody trusts the government because through the entire pandemic they treated us like fucking children that couldn't handle the fucking hard facts about what was actually going on and mm-hmm. it was more important that the CDC and the executive office and like was the other I don't, I don't even know there was like another third agency that we were dealing with here had like mm. a fucking cockfight about like who was right who was wrong yeah. and like they're all releasing different information yeah like and they and like when Fauci came on and said that like was it Fauci that said this? I don't remember who it was, but I I think it was an interview I was listening to where Fauci was like, "Well, we we knew that the cloth masks weren't going to be like as effective, and we knew that people should be wearing masks, but like we didn't want to run out of masks for people who are working in the hospitals." Mm-hmm. Like you just. That's something you do to a five-year-old when you are, like, watching your kid or you're babysitting and, like, you know, the kid is, like, asking really annoying questions or, like, wants to go do something that you can't do and you, like, make up a reason why they can't. I felt Mm -hmm. like we were being talked to, like, toddlers. And when they, like, went and retroactively admitted that, like, they were dishonest about 
all that. I got really pissed because it's like, well, you guys just lied to us. And this is the first time we're dealing with a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I do think that our first responders and everything need PPE and they need to have all those things. But like, you should have said some shit to us about it instead of having China making fun of us and being like, we told you guys for weeks that you need to be wearing masks. Like, and I, I don't know. It just upset me. And it's like when somebody's like, it's a life or death, death situation like that. The fact that you're going to go and lie to everybody about it and then be like, well, we did it for the greater good. And it's like, yeah, okay. That is different. You know, <laughs> you didn't lie to me about where like you guys were, you know, cracking a code for the Enigma machine during World War II. I mean, they did. I'm saying, but that's not what they did. Like, it's not like they were covering up, like, war secrets and covert operations. They were just like, we don't care if you guys live or die. We think you're too stupid to understand the real facts. Like, that made me so mad. And it's like, yeah, well, I guess we can't trust the government. And the more that we see all this shit going on, why would we? Like, who's running it? Oh, my God. That's the other thing. I don't know who is running it. I there's feel no, like nobody running I mean, anything. Biden, I mean, the president can only do so much. He's the figurehead. He is yeah. what who everybody looks to. He's not in in house half the time. Kamala, where I never see that bitch. I don't know what she does. <laughs> I don't know what she does. I don't know why. And I don't know if this is, I never see any press coverage of her. So I don't know what she's been up to. Somebody wants to like enlighten us in the comments, let us know. Cause like, I'm curious. I don't know if we're not covering her because of like race issues in the press. Like the press can be racist. Maybe they don't give a shit what she's doing. Or if like there's something going on or if there's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what that bitch is up to either. She's also not my favorite. Like, no, I mean, she's a cop. I know. She is a cop. I was just like, that's my problem with her. I'm like, she's a cop. I was like, she's not only a cop, she's a narc. Like, yes. (laughs) And that scares me. Terrifying because Biden is so old. And like, I mean, we all have been just waiting for him to die basically so like what is gonna happen if that bitch takes over like we don't know she doesn't she's nowhere to be found that's my thing is like i don't even have an opinion on her and that's besides the fact that i'm like she's a narc i have a problem with that like i will always have a problem with that but yeah um I mean, I can't judge what she would be like in office because I don't know what she's been doing for the last three years. You know what I mean? And maybe that's all part of the PR campaign. I don't know. I'm sure she's working on something. I mean, she can't just be sitting around all day. Like, she keeps going through, like, different and new staff members. So something has to be going on there. So I don't know. Like, I hope she's killing it. I hope she's doing great, despite the fact that I, like, very much dislike the line of work that she's been in. But I hope you're super confident and um, are great and awesome and everything. And, like, Godspeed, Kamala. I just (laughs) 
am ignorant and don't know what you've been doing. So <laughs> the only video I can recall of her is when she was like, don't come here. There's nothing yes. here for you. Don't come here. That's it. That is all I know of her. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when the Democrats get like really desperate, they will trot Kamala out to like say, give a yes. soundbite. Yeah. And then she disappears back into obscurity again. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, you're the first black female vice president. Make some noise. <laughs> like, go do right? something. Rile oh. up your base. Get them going. Get them energized, you know? I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it is weird. Like, she hasn't even misspelled potato. <laughs> So I don't know, like, for those of you that are young and are tuning in, but probably not young and tuning in, um, I will just, like, refer you to Dan, the Dan Quayle potato incident. Um, you can Google that on your own. But, <laughs> I mean, we haven't had, like, any gaffes or anything. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I All I know is they got a couple weeks. Until, like, a possible government shutdown again. And that's scary because, like, we have, like, war stuff going on. <laughs> so I need this government to start functioning and, like, yeah. stop trying to be the most famous person in the room. Stop trying to be the loudest person and just, like, work. Do your fucking job. Yeah, I mean, I feel that we need to, I think this is what we need to do. Since these people love corporate shit, we should have a performance review quarterly of each of our representatives. And on a scale yeah. of one to five, we need to decide how satisfied we are. And right? a multiple, like in multiple areas of their performance. I'd like it to be as vague as humanly possible, and I'd like us to only have, like, a certain amount of points so that not everybody can do well. We have to split them amongst right. our district. And then whoever is, like, not at the top tier of performing, like, they don't even get to primary. They can just leave. They have to leave and then get fresh people in. Let's run it like corporate, baby. This is what yes. they want. Um, I think that, that should be mandatory. Like, quarterly review system that is completely arbitrary i love this i love this let's yeah. use the america they're Do building it. against them oh my god yeah. <laughs> oh my god i'm loving it i can just see it now it's like interprets constitution with intended with integrity uh, and uphold standards at all times yeah. is a great uh is a great example for others yes <laughs> my god fuck, uh, fuck these people oh so yeah know. that is my rant on Girl. mike johnson he's a problem they're all problems that is all it is a fucking problem i thank you for enlightening me i have been taking a little bit of a breaky break from all of this nonsense you got it um huh Oh, I know. I'm just like, what is this clown? It, it's it's clown shoes. It's absolute clown shoes. Mm. So I'm like, well, I guess yeah. we're going to get a cup, a new speaker. I knew he was going to be horrible. Yeah. Like, I knew whoever they were going to pick was going to be just like the absolute fucking worst. So yeah. 
Um, thank you for enlightening me because I couldn't bear to Google it on my own. <laughs> I think well, he has a more fun my, from you. He's from the great state of Louisiana. I had to see what his deal was because I already knew Scalise and his deal. And this guy was even worse. So awesome. Dude, all of these people are so disgusting. I hate them. <laughs> oh. oh. I'm like just having a really hard time seeing the future out of this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if the American people want to fucking demand different, they need to start fucking voting. And when yeah. I say vote, I don't mean just show up for the presidential election. Like the most yeah. crucial fucking elections that you can go to are your local elections. Yeah. And the lesser elections, because that is where these people's careers start. Those are the things that affect change in your community. Like, get out and, like, vote as often as you can. Like, let your voice be known. Like, you may feel like one in a million electoral votes when you're voting in the presidential election. But I think we've seen in the last uh, few years that, like, just these smaller offices can have massive, massive repercussions. And... You know, I would just say, like, on a number scale, your voice does count more, yeah. you know, when you are voting like that. So try to get engaged locally, man. Like, I I think that's the best way to go, especially if you're living in, like, a fucking crazy-ass place like Texas or Louisiana. Like, get those Republicans out of those lower offices. <laughs> fucking yeah. boot their ass to the curb, dude. Like just don't tolerate that shit anymore. And like, it's, they're a lot more responsive the more local you are, in my opinion. Yeah. That's just my, like what I think. But like, get these, get these, get these fuckers out of here. It's time. I'm done. And don't allow them to like spoon feed you the information. Like, look them up. Find out who they are and what they actually believe. We are responsible for our homes and, like, our country. And I know I don't always vote in all the local elections. And I know, like, a lot of us are super guilty of it. You know, this last Louisiana election, only 30% of the state vote or 30% of voters voted. And... You know, we're always going to have these type of people here. So, you know, we have, we need to start taking responsibility for more things as individuals and stop blaming everybody else. Like, we are put on this planet to go through the human experience and it's your personal experience and it's up to you. Mm-hmm. No church, no school, n- nothing is going to like make your world this magical place. It's like up to you to do it. And like, you know, just try to be a good person. That's it. You just be nice. Be nice. What your neighbor does, as long as they're nice, who cares? Who cares who they're sleeping with? Who cares if they're dressing in a way that you don't like like it's none of your fucking business and we need we need to bring that back it's none of your business oh my god yes it's none of your business (laughs) oh my god 
I think that's a mantra to live by. I was yes. So I have all new neighbors that have moved in, and they're all loud as fuck, and I fucking love it. Like I know that sounds terrible, but with the exception of this week, I can sleep through anything. Yeah. My neighbors are being loud as fuck. That means they don't give a shit what I'm doing, and I exactly. love that. <laughs> I, you know, so I was walking the dog the other day and I got very excited because, well, I shouldn't say I got excited. I got annoyed because my neighbor was listening to music on his phone outside, like really loudly. And I almost went over there in the middle of the night with a Bluetooth speaker and I was going to drop it off and be like, if you're going to listen to music really loud, make sure it sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) yes i think i still might do that because i was just like oh that's so annoying and i was like i wasn't annoyed because like the music was loud i was annoyed because it was like a like a really weird high pitched frequency and i was like that guy needs to like bump that shit so it's not like screechy sounding so i think i'm gonna like do that and be like if you're gonna play your music outside make sure it fucking sounds good dude rock out like I love it because I'm just like none of these people give a shit and I feel safe <laughs> because yeah. none of these people give a shit like I know it sounds terrible but if you've ever like had one of those like fucking horrible like HOA people from hell like I've never even lived in a homeowners association property yeah. but like I've had horrible neighbors that think that that's what God put them on the planet to do is like regulate everything that you do in your house even when you're inside and aren't bothering anybody. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, bitch, be loud. My neighbor's like, I'm having like a huge party. Um, You know, I just want to let you know it's going to be loud. I was like, bitch, I work in the service industry. Be as loud as you fucking want. I came home that night. My entire apartment smelled like weed. I was like, this is great. <laughs> Feels like home. None of these people <laughs> give a fuck. I love them all. I love my neighbors. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love when they're loud because that means I can be loud. Right? I'm a loud person all the time. So I like that. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. Yeah, no, yeah, you can be loud as fuck, dude, when your yeah. neighbors are loud. Like the guy that lives below me listens to metal all the time. I'm like, this is great. Listen to your metal. I don't give a fuck. I, I don't know. The people over there are always throwing parties. I'm like, bring it on. It's just nice to see people gathering and vibing and, like, not having, like, fucking psychos. Granted, I'm not on my apartment, like, my apartment's, like, Facebook page or any of that shit because I'm sure there's tons of drama there. But, like, I don't give a fuck. I don't engage with that. I don't have time for it. But... I don't know, girl. How have you been feeling like? I know that our new speaker is obviously bothering you. Right. Um, he, I mean, yeah, he's bothering me too. And like living in Louisiana is like total downer, uh, clearly. Um, but otherwise, like energetically, how are you feeling? I know you and Nikki got together for the eclipse. I'm sorry that I missed it. Um, I want to know. I'm just curious. How did you process all of that? Actually, I've been very tired. I slept 
He just slept like 14 hours on Friday night. I was exhausted. And yesterday I was in bed almost all day. I don't know. The day of the eclipse, I'm always fine. It's that lead up to it that Mm -hmm. is like, I'm like anxious. And I'm like, what's going on? I don't understand. And then I just have to sleep it off, apparently. (laughs) How about you? How How did it feel for you? That was the same thing for me. And like everybody else that I talked to is in all this woo woo shit has been like, I have been so tired for the last like couple weeks during this whole eclipse cycle. And girl, I thought I was losing my fucking mind. First of all, like the night before the eclipse, I was giving birth to a fucking Cerberus under the blood moon eclipse. Like, I was wondering why I was feeling so upset because, like, I was just, I was in my feels. I was real tired. I was feeling really run down. And, like, Derek and I got into it. And we don't, like, really argue a lot, you know? Like, we try not to yell at each other or, like, be like that. Like, we try to have a conversation. You know, I got so mad at him over something so stupid that I had a panic attack because I was so fucking angry. And it is not like me to get so angry that I'm having a panic attack. Normally, I'm just like, fuck that guy. And we'll talk about this later, you know, and I will like put it on the back burner. But I was at work and I was moving a bunch of furniture. Like I had a private party to deal with and like he pissed me off. And like I was already feeling like not good just for these last couple of weeks. And then like I just started crying and I was like feeling like I couldn't breathe and then I went to the bathroom and like I had gotten like my period everywhere and I was like it's the eclipse I was like and I have fucking hormones going on right now (laughs) and girl let me tell you it did feel like I was birthing a fucking Cerberus I was just like this is the fucking worst and like the worst period I've had in a long time and like the cramps to boot girl I had like cramps for three days ugh I was just like, I was laying on like a heating pad and I was like, my eclipse fucking ritual is done. I have done my shedding. I was like, everything (laughs) is like leaving my body on this cycle. I don't know why my body just decided that I was going to get like my period on the fucking eclipse when I haven't been getting my period regularly. I was like, fuck, fuck all this. But um, when the eclipse, after the eclipse the next day at like noon, happened i started feeling the energy like lighten up a lot and i was looking up at the the moon and she was like bright and beautiful and full and i felt almost like all of that tension kind of like came to a crescendo and like came out and i'm feeling like on a personal level like much more settled now (laughs) i feel like much more at ease um it felt almost like a pressure release valve was like hit and things are starting to like deflate a little bit but i feel like it's been crazy with shit that's going on in the outer planets we had a lot of like crazy pluto transits and mars transits happening with both those eclipses and i just felt like pressure you know it was just a lot of pressure for no reason and like anxiety and i'm starting to feel back to myself and that's nice and i'm like 
I guess I'm curious, like, to hear what everybody else here felt about the eclipses. If they're they follow astrology and are like into whatever their personal experience has been like. But I am thankful that eclipse season is over. I feel like this, particularly the last one that we had, that was the last of those like Taurus Scorpio eclipses. I'm. I feel like we're like definitely wrapping up that chapter, and I'm ready to move forward. I don't know. Do you feel like you're getting a little bit of your energy back and like the thoughts are clear? I felt like the thoughts were not clear for a long time. I don't know. I guess I just feel better now that I slept. I think I just needed to like sleep a lot. I I feel like that eclipse has been like this eclipse season has required a lot of rest. I feel like that. Um, And that's pretty normal. And I think it's like your your body just like kind of shutting down to recalibrate, if that makes any sense. Totally. I'm glad you got some sleep, dude. Yeah. I'm glad you feel better. Me too. I don't know. Well, I guess I want to talk about... We've been dealing with a lot of stuff that's very heavy energetically. We've also been dealing with a lot of stuff um, regarding like politics and the gross people that we have in office and then we're dealing with a bunch of like global issues and global conflict i feel like i'm just being like inundated on a daily basis with like information that's all fucking horrible and i don't necessarily feel that it's being presented always in the best way it seems more like Instead of people giving the facts about what's happening, it seems like people are trying to, like, generate clicks with some of the stuff that they mm-hmm. are putting up, um, which makes it feel, like, more in your face all the time. So I'm curious, when you're feeling kind of gross on all these fronts, like, what have your strategies been for taking care of yourself? And, like, how are you dealing with, like, grounding and rebalancing yourself while this craziness is going on? Well, I like to start my morning quiet, um, or at least have some part of my day where I don't have any music on. I just, just, I'm not stimulated by anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been lighting a lot of incense. I've been using my like diffuser a lot. Uh, I've been keeping my house clean. And, like, just keeping the energy in my house feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um, that, because, you know, this is, like, my sanctuary. This is my most important place. So, I've been really focused on that. And I just feel like having some time with, like, no stimulation. And just kind of, I mean, a lot of times I just, I'm laying down. I'm not tired or anything. I'm just laying down and just enjoying the silence or hearing the birds outside and just being. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been like my go-to. What have you been doing? Well, I have been keeping my house super clean, and I get it. That's not a strategy for everybody, but you get it. <laughs> yeah, I need absolutely. my house to be fucking clean. Like if shit is yeah. all over the place, I cannot function. Yeah, um, same. And I have been, like, very much so budgeting the amount of time that I spend either on news websites or on social media. So I haven't been, like, when I am looking at social media, if it's not about 
fat animals or fat bear season or whatever have you, I am probably not going to look at it um, right now. And like when I do engage with the news, I am making sure to like check a couple sources and like give myself a little bit of a time cap. And I've been checking in with my body to see like how my body feels when I'm responding to some of these news articles and things that are going on. Cause like, I do want to stay informed, but when I start, I'm starting to realize when I do have like a fight or flight reaction or I'm having a reaction of like anxiety or like anger, that's time for me to like check out of that situation. Um, so that's kind of how I've been managing it. And I think that um, you have some really good tactics too. And I think just sitting without stimulation and being present is so important because like we can't do anything else about anything that's going on right now. Right. Like, so we only have this moment. So I think that's really important is like being present in the moment. And I think that that's like a really good thing. I need to incorporate a little more of that mindfulness into my day. I think it would do me some good. So, because we really only have now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure like, because you, you know, you've been making jewelry and like you work with your hands a lot. And that's like very like calming and meditative too, I would imagine. Because you're like in it, you're creating something cool. I mean, I know it gets frustrating sometimes too, but <laughs> yeah, know, it's been frustrating, but it's like fun at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, yeah, no, it's totally cool. Like, I think, I don't know, I guess for anybody that's listening, I guess I just want folks to know that like it's okay to take a break. um it doesn't make you a bad person yeah we can't bring our best selves to anything if we're not treating our best selves right and i feel like the angrier and angrier we get like the worse everything gets collectively because we're just like depositing grossness which is i don't want to be like all woo woo new new age about it and be like oh there's no reason to be angry there's certainly reasons to be angry but i feel like there's a line where we're only engaging in the negative and then we're no longer filling up our own cups and then we can't show up for other people. Right. Right. So, um, and we can't show up for ourselves. And I think that's really important. Um, I'm sure a lot of people who are feeling right now like this, especially if you're anything like me and grew up in some kind of fucking weird evangelical fucking culty situation, your nervous system is probably on fire right now. And if you like need to fucking check out, like I respect that man. It doesn't make you a bad person. And I just want to let you know that that's okay. I want to let everyone know it's okay. Take care of themselves. Um, And you should, you should be, you should be your number one priority. It doesn't make you an asshole. It makes you an asshole when you're rude to other people. But when you are at home, or like you're at work and you need to take that moment, like take a beat and like give yourself that time. And when you're at home, like check in with yourself, you know, there's a lot of chaos and there's a, it feels like a lot of violence mm-hmm. in the United States. There's a lot of violence overseas and like, that's not good. Like for us to see all the time. And like, you know, we're laying in bed 
at night and looking at what's happening in Gaza and you're seeing like little kids being brought out of rubble, like you need to take time to like disconnect. Yeah. Because it's not normal. All right. Yeah, totally. Like it's not. I feel like there's also a line too where like there's a difference between trauma porn and like relaying information. Yes. And I feel yeah. like when you are seeing something as jarring as like children being pulled out of rubble, like that's something that is worth more than just like a 30 second scroll. Like that's something that should affect you. So like, I feel like when it's being, you're being inundated with that, like so many times it starts to lose its meaning, you know, not that yeah. I, think that it does actually lose meaning but like when you don't react to things like that emotionally anymore because they've been put in your face so much that like is really dangerous i think people lose their compassion that way i think people become really jaded that way um i remember when 9-11 happened and like we were all just like glued to the tv like what the fuck is going on but I just remember for like weeks and like even months after they just kept replaying like the same fucking thing over and over again. Like they were trying to reactivate that fear. And I kept getting angry because it was like so upsetting. It's so upsetting to see that like every 30 seconds for a couple of months, you know, and like folks that weren't born yet, when that happened or were really young, like don't remember that there were people jumping out of those buildings and that was being broadcast on live television. And then it just became like, you know, all of the imagery of the towers burning and stuff like that was just, they were just showing it all the time. And like, I remember for a really long time, it was just like, I got used to seeing the twin towers on television burning. Like, and that was just what they were showing all the time. And it wasn't until like some hindsight and some time in between in that stop that I could go back and like somebody will, will play that in like a documentary or something. And I'm like, I have that guttural reaction again. It took me a long time to be like, oh my God, I remember that was so horrible. But for a while it was like on everything on TV all the time. And like, I don't ever want to get used to what's happening right now. Because it's fucked up and wrong. And it's not entertainment. Like, it's not entertainment. Right. These are people's lives. And, like, with 9-11, I feel like every year since then, on the anniversary, we have to watch the plane smash into the towers every year. Yeah. And, like... It's so it's so upsetting, and I can't imagine like if I had a loved one in there, and I would have to see that every time I, I turn on the news in September. You know, like that lead up to September 11th is always like bombarded. And especially, I mean, was this year? No, last year was the 20 year anniversary, so it was like a lot last year yeah. that they were playing. Uh. It's gross. It's fucked up. Yeah. All of this is. 
All right, people, don't ever get used to seeing fucking horrible images of war. They're supposed to make you fucking feel gross because you are a human being. Like, you're supposed to feel sad and you're supposed to feel empathy. And, like, if you're not feeling that, (laughs) when you look at that shit, like, that is a moment you need to check in with yourself and be like, why am I not reacting to this? Like, I, it just... Yeah, don't ever get used to the brutality of this world. Like, it's not worth getting used to. Like, we need to, like, fucking remember that we're human and, like, be sad when things like that happen. It's okay to feel that these images that we're seeing are, like, jarring and disgusting and scary and upsetting. Yeah. Um, Don't lose your humanity, man. Like, just because the news is putting it in your face 24 hours a day. Like, take breaks fucking like keep being a human keep loving everybody around you like send as much love out as you can i know we like trash talk but i'm angry sometimes because i feel like we can do better because i know everybody has a lot of love to give i have a lot of love to give i'm an aries i'm never gonna let you see that love but I will love you quietly under my breath. You you are very loving because you're very empathetic with people and like you express your emotions. So you're way more loving than you realize. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm like salty all the time. Well, look. We're two broads from Chicago. It is our God-given right to complain about everything. Yeah, it is that our is God-given right. I forgot. <laughs> God. That is what we do. We complain about that, and we make, like, a great fucking bratwurst, man. We make a great bratwurst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> well, on that note. What has brought you joy this week? Girl, literally nothing. <laughs> I And you know what? I think that that is okay. You know, nothing has that is brought okay. me despair. So I will take that as a win. Um, I have yes. had no joy this week, but I have had large moments of gratitude this week, um, which I will take. They don't have to be the same Ooh. thing. Um, so yeah. I've had a lot of things I've been thankful for, but I have been physically fucking miserable all week. So, um, I guess I, I, that. Say I have like a gratitude for the fact that I was able to create some space to like take care of my physical body this week. Um, so I've been really just like grateful that like the worst is over. I'm no longer birthing the fucking hound of hell out of my fucking vagina and wanting to die, which is nice. (laughs) Um, grateful that the weather is cooled Mm -hmm. off a little bit and it really feels like fall. Um, so I'm hoping that the gratitude will cultivate some joy. I just think it's been a bad week and I'm just chalking that up to some life bullshit. So maybe no joy, no joy, but no despair. But I am thankful, so. <laughs> I mean, having gratitude is super big because 
most of the time we get caught up in like all our bullshit and we forget like to recognize the rays of sun that do shine through so that's excellent <laughs> thank you i'm hoping for a more joyous week to come but sometimes it just be like that what about yeah. you uh um the dog contest brought me a lot of joy um seeing little wiener dogs in witch hats made me very happy <laughs> um i loved it so much and god like i we want to get a dog but like it's not the right time but there was this dog there that was like still a puppy like maybe three or four months perfect size so freaking cute and i was so tempted i was like no bitch this is not the time to get a dog keep it together uh, but it was really great being there and seeing all the puppies and petting all the dogs so that's what brought me joy this week that's so awesome that's all i got i was so <laughs> jealous you guys got to do that derek texted me he's like look where i am with annie and rudy i was like i'm so jealous i want to <laughs> be there right now <laughs> He's such a brat. He's like, look at this dog. That's a perfect dog for you guys. What about this dog? I'm like, get out of here, Derek. Dude, I... Okay, so I may have told him that you guys were, like, thinking about getting another dog, but it just wasn't the right time. That was exactly what I said. So, of course, he's going to try and, like, force you guys to adopt a dog. But he, like, loves animals so yeah. much. Um but yeah, yeah, he totally tried to pressure you into getting a dog. I know he did. Like, he happens. also um, tried to convince me to move to Texas, and I was like, it's not happening. <laughs> um, Derek tried that. Okay, so he keeps telling me that you are going to move here, and I'm like, no, she's not. <laughs> I'm like, it's not. Just like, Derek, I'm tired of the South. Like, I don't want to live in the South anymore. <laughs> I know. I was like, it's not oh. that, like, I don't want her to live here. I think that would be wonderful. I was like, but it's not going to happen. I was like, she fucking hates Texas worse than she hates Louisiana. Why would she move here? Because, like, Derek and I are looking at yeah. some property um, that's, like, a farther out of the Austin metro. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. And Derek's like, Hey, there's uh -huh. enough room on this land for Annie to come move in if they wanted to, like, build something here. And I was like, I would love that, but she would fucking hate it. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, she literally doesn't have enough cultural simulation in New Orleans, which is like a city. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to have her move to, like, mm -hmm. the fucking country in the middle of Texas where she can't do anything. Right. I was like, she's not going to be able to go to a museum. Oh. She's going to need to get a car. I was like, no. And he was like, he's like, is she really, really like not going to budge on that? And I was like, she's never going to budge on that. I was like, I don't even want to live here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. I'm like, we're just here for whatever reason. Um, I don't know. The universe hasn't told me why we're here yet. I mean, that in my right. family. But <laughs> like, I don't know why yeah. we're still here. I'm like, it will all be revealed in time. I'm sure. That's what I keep telling <laughs> at some point um but yeah i'm sorry but you have an open invitation to build a house on our a hypothetical property if you ever want to so thank you <laughs> you're welcome come visit anytime <laughs> oh my god 
So funny. <laughs> Derek is hilarious to me. He is really funny. I love him. He's like, I don't know. I'm really thankful. He's just like super chill. Like, and he's, yeah, he's like opposite of me. Like where he's, I'm always like, ah! like, I feel like that is what my energy embodies sometimes. And he's just like, cool. Do you want to go like get some dinner? Yeah. <laughs> like, All right, let's do it. Like, he is so chill. <laughs> Uh, yeah i'm like all right i was like i need a little of this in my life but yeah but i'm glad the men's got to get together i kind of love that they're having a little bromance it makes me very happy so i love it when Derek comes to town i'm like rudy when are you gonna go hang out you need to go have some bro time like it's important (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love it i love that they get along and i like that they like go do bro stuff Mm -hmm. together I'm glad I've never had yeah. to watch a single Spurs game with your husband. So I'm happy I have a husband <laughs> I can send his tribute to deal with that. So, <laughs> so uh. I just can't with the sports. It's like nothing personal. I just, it, does, it hurts my brain. I don't know what's going on. I ran a sports bar for like five years. Still don't know anything about what's yeah, going I mean, on. I, 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 you know, sometimes I will, well, I come in the room for a little bit and then I leave. Uh, I don't really care, but, you know, I'll go to the game with him. It's something to do. I will, I do have a Spurs shirt somewhere. So when I feel like extra wifey, I'll like put on the Spurs shirt to support his love. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Any of the, well, I know one player now, that Webinyama guy, because he's, like, fucking huge. He's, like, 7'4 or something like Holy that. Shit. So I know him. Yeah. It's wild to watch the game when he's playing, because he's so much bigger than all of these giant men. And it's crazy to watch. I My mind, like, can't process what I'm seeing, because he's so yeah. big. Um, but that's, that's as cool. far as I go. Hey, that's like leaps and bounds. <laughs> like I have tried to like sit down and watch sports and like objectively be like, do I like this? Would I like this if I understood this? And I would <laughs> sit there and I'd be like, I can't. I don't understand what is going on. I think it's because I ha- I'm like ADD or something. There's like too many things happening. I don't understand. Yeah. I'm just like, it, this hurts. It hurts my fucking brain. And I'm just like, I'm just never going to be a sports person. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to be a sports right. person. Like I, my, I don't comprehend it. And I don't think that means that there's something wrong with me, <laughs> you know, or there's something no, wrong with all. people that like it. It's just like, my brain does not function on that level. And I, the only thing I like to watch is rugby and I don't know how to play that either. Oh, I'm just hot. staring at the men. So they're all hot. All rugby right. players are hot. Why is that? They're all hot. So they're all hot. You know who else is hot? Soccer players. Yeah, There's soccer a players lot are of hot. Super attractive. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Go sports go. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll watch those games, but only because I'm being entertained. Otherwise, you know. Go sports, go. Uh, Give yourself some time to be calm. 
Fuck the government. Fuck the government. Yeah, fuck the government. Listen to some Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hey, y'all, just a quick note from the show. We want to thank you all for listening. I would like to ask you to like, subscribe, follow, you know the drill, everything that all these other people tell you to do, do for us. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your trash. Just like us and support the show. Yes, please support the show if you like what you're hearing. And if you want a little something extra from us, we are starting something new. It is called Dumpster Fire Advice. So if you want some trashy advice for all of life's problems, feel free to email us at trashparadeusa at gmail.com. We will be answering all of your difficult questions with the best advice we know how. Uh, we cannot promise it will be productive. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.